Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Business of Boys. This here, ladies and gentlemen, is episode 68.2. A little retake. Uh, I've got five minutes in, had some internet issues, but we are back and ready to go with a new glass of white wine for myself. Finished off the bottle. Uh, Spence, how you doing? What you drinking over there? Yeah, my bad, or my internet provider's bad for the um, technical difficulties. Drinking water over here, um, even though I lost the Thursday night bet last week. No alcohol in the house, so I'll chug some water or something. Yeah, doing fine, man. Like I said before, it was a tough week. Uh, my Packers got punched in the mouth by your Bucks. It was an embarrassing loss, but, you know, just uh, finally getting over it, staying upbeat. And uh, busy time in, in the market, uh, earning season in full throttle, um, lots of movement going on, U.S. elections coming up, lots of variables, and uh, a lot of money to be made. So, can't complain. Exactly. And, uh, you know, yes, my Bucks did win, but they were only avenging me for the ass-kicking I took in fantasy football to you in our league. Um, so, I guess we'll call uh, call this week even, although go Bucks. But yeah. Um, yeah, we're back. Uh, we got some good topics for you today, some quick hitters, and one uh, big main topic, um, kind of talking about what's going on with people wanting to break up tech and just kind of doing a, a little overview of that for you guys. There's not too, too much news, business oh. news, that is, as of late. Lots of uh, stimulus, no stimulus, stimulus, no stimulus going on, election talk. Uh, we don't get too into that, though. Um, but as Donald Trump said a few weeks ago in the debate, he did bring back some footy ball, which <laughs> means we got some Thursday night picks to make. Well, let's do it. Giants at Eagles. Eagles minus four and a half. Don't love the four and a half number, which is a bit lower. I think it opened lower, but I will lay the points and, and take the Eagles in this spot. I'm happy uh, taking the Giants. Um, the G-Men. The G-Men. I, I, extend, I took a, a nice 14 parlay with a teaser for those who know what the fuck I'm talking about. But uh, I took them to cover seven and a half. But I'll take them to cover that four and a half. The G-Men. Daniel Jones, my boy. So uh, it's on. Another Thursday night pick. Yep. Wish Miles Sanders was playing, fucker. Anyways... <laughs> Should be a good game. Not really. Kind of a shitty one, but... I'm going to watch it anyways. What fuck else am I going to do? Yeah. It's Thursday night. It's what I'm doing. I've been uh, I've been watching on Netflix a couple things. I, I started watching Cobra Kai, which is fantastic. And it's I, good. I think you would love it. I love the movies so much. Yeah, then you're going to love the show. I also started watching Haunting of the Bly Manor or whatever. I love that scary stuff. So, um, yeah, that's like my nights now. And I have like a rule I can only watch it at nighttime because you can't watch a scary movie or TV show when it's bright outside. You got to have it pitch black. No, you, you got to like feel you're about yeah. to get murdered. <laughs> exactly. It's the only way it's good, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll be uh, crushing some of that later tonight. Very nice. Very nice. Um, so in our quick hitting news, I know um, some people are excited, some people less excited, but we'll look at it nonetheless. Apple has announced and launched its new iPhone 12. 
uh, an iPhone mini. I'm still working on my iPhone SE, so I don't really give too much of a fuck. <laughs> but some people do. Uh, what were your takes on it? I mean, another boring Apple event. How many of these are they going to have? Um, I just watched the highlights, by the way. I didn't watch the full event. It was... It was like there's it's nothing. It's like a newer iPhone, like some base upgrades. The main thing is it's 5G now. Um, they have an iPhone iPhone Mini coming out with it, like for cheaper. Uh, shout out to the iPod Mini back in the day or the iPod Nano. It was like my first Apple product. Yeah, same. The green a- Apple iPod Nano, I believe it was. And yeah, they with had, the circular where you had to do the circular thing, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, I believe it's like the second generation of iPods. Um, yeah, that's really all I got. Their headquarters is sick. That's my main takeaway. And the phone's like eleven hundred bucks or whatever. You can get the Pro. It's like thirteen hundred. Um, ridiculous. Yeah, just slight upgrades and five G. That's pretty much it. Cool oh, colors great. too. Again, people still waiting for the dual SIM card. I don't know if it's going to come out. I heard people talking about it, but it would be a game changer. Let me tell you. Um, we had Prime Day this oh, uh, this past week. You do any shopping? Uh, I did no shopping. I was looking. I, I shopped, but it wasn't. Uh, nothing was on deal. I got a couple. Uh, you know, it was like ladder style bookshelves. Mm. One for the living room, and then I got a a little like a, kind of like a, a rolling kind of little shelf. So put some. Some of my basil plants, got to move them inside now, you know? Mm. So set that up in the kitchen and uh, that's about it. But nothing on nothing on deal, unfortunately. It was How mostly like, nah, it was mostly Amazon products on sale. I was debating a tablet um, for a while, but I mean, I already have a Kindle. Uh, I already have various, I, I didn't need anything, but I did buy recently on Amazon. I bought a uh, like a potato slash carrot peeler. It was 10 bucks. And this is like the best 10 bucks I ever spent in my life. It's got like great grip. It's so freaking good. Um, Cause I used to use a knife before old school style. Oh, wow. I know I was in it. I, I can't believe I waited this long. Finally splurged $10 to get uh, one of my favorite kitchen utensils. So I've been eating a lot of potatoes uh, in the last week or so. Just because I want to use the peeler. <laughs> Just because you want to peel them. It's like the efficiency, you know, I'm not a scientist, but it's so efficient, man. It just slides so easily. It's got this yeah. great grip on it. Uh, it's efficient big, on a time fan. standpoint and on a not losing too much of your potato standpoint. Yeah. You know, it's a home run when the items on Amazon, it's cheap and it has 5,000 reviews with four and a half average rating. Like that thing's a home run. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it has this. Did it have the, the the what do they call it? Like the Prime. Like there's some that's Amazon Prime with delivery, but some of it's like their Prime Pick. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I honestly don't remember. Yeah, it came in fast. That's all I know. Yeah. But yeah, the the estimates, the early estimates, are like uh, racked up 10.4 billion. Uh, 10.4 billion worth of sales globally on uh, in the two-day prime day which is uh like 45 percent above last year's um no surprise it was already crushing everything and with covid you know people just ordering even more off amazon and you know we'll obviously touch on it later when we get to our main topic but uh 
just continuing to be an absolute juggernaut. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, kind of on the flip side, the, um, I guess the Chinese competitor to Amazon, Alibaba, um, Baba. I guess one of their, their, I don't know, I guess it's a spinoff, it's Ant Financial, it used to be Alipay or is Alipay, it's essentially what it is, but it's... Um, yeah, I think Alibaba owns like 33% of it. Yeah. It's uh, the main product from Ant Financial is Alipay. Yeah. So it's yeah. Uh, they're launching their IPO. It is, n- although it's an Ant, it is no small IPO. Um, so last year, Saudi Aramco was a record $29.4 billion IPO. Um, Alipay and Financial looking to raise 35 billion, to raise 35 billion at a valuation of 280 billion. Um, so that would make it the biggest by fucking far. Um, so essentially it's a digital payment platform. Um, Last year, processing over 118 trillion RMB, um, which I believe to my rough estimate calculation is about $17 trillion in USD, which is a fuckload of transactions. Um, Rough rule of thumb is you divide RMB by seven to get USD. So I think your math might be uh, slightly off there. Slightly off. But that's okay. Uh, We'll live. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, <laughs> still a lot of money, and um, it kind of we kind of look back at, and, and this does kind of touch on what we're going to talk about later as well. But you know, we we knew Facebook was kind of making moves. Uh, we talked about it a few months ago with their digital payment. Um, they were trying to create something, I guess, trying to catch up with with and financial and maybe they shit the bed maybe they didn't do it the right way a lot of people don't trust facebook is kind of what we talked about but um this is a big play huge player so um big moves there i'm interesting to see what happens i don't know if you had any additional thoughts on on that there oh yeah i got lots of thoughts uh number one i'm pretty sure the listing will be in both shanghai and and Hong Kong, and it's definitely not listing in the U.S., right. especially with what's going on between uh, U.S. and China lately. Um, did Facebook shit the bed? I mean, what has Facebook ever done product-wise outside of buying Instagram and WhatsApp and having Facebook like that's been successful? No. I mean, we talked about Oculus and how cool it looked. I haven't heard shit about that. We talked about their uh, cryptocurrency efforts, the Libra. And that that went down the toilet. So I mean, what, what about the the Pinterest clone and the dating app? Like it just has not worked out for them. So no surprise there. Uh, I think Ant is like the best way to describe AliPay is kind of like PayPal mixed with Visa a little bit. It's like PayPal, but it, it's used a lot more from the from YouTube videos I've seen of like people in China going to buy stuff. They always use their phone to pay for stuff, and it's always through Alipay. And that's one thing that's kind of lagged behind, a little surprising to me, um, that people don't really pay with their phones too much. I think like more people do, but I know personally me, I always just tap the card. Same. I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, from all the videos I've seen in China, like everyone uses their phone, and I'm pretty sure it's Alipay. Uh, Tencent might have a, a payment service as well, payment processing 
But yeah, man, this thing's going to be massive. And it, those numbers don't surprise me too much. I mean, the consumer market is, is massive in China, much bigger than the U.S. So um, it's going to be huge and it'll be exciting to see it launch. Yeah, for sure. I don't know why I don't. Um, I don't know why I don't use my phone to pay. I just I, I don't like the idea of it. I don't want to. I have uh, my credit card set up on my phone. I just yeah. I always I have my wallet with me. I just tap yeah. the card down. Yeah, tap the old Mastercard. Oh, I'm keeping a little quiche on me too. You never know when you might need some cash, you know. So I like to keep it all. Uh, I have no need to. But yeah. um, good at Tim Hortons. Get rid of the change. There you go. Mm. Um, what else we got? We got not a lot drop- of news, man. What? Not, not a lot, lot of news. news. Just not, not a lot. lot of news. Yeah, the last uh, the last kind of quick hitter we had was Dropbox, um, kind of announcing more their virtual virtual first, uh, where they're going to be shifting to working remote, um, which they've already been doing, but it's kind of more of like a laid out plan. Uh, so it's, it's kind of the reason they call it virtual first is they're going to be setting up, uh, accessible offices and meeting stops for cl- meeting spots for collaboration, but they're going to be doing everything possible to keep working from home. Uh, and they'll, they'll, they're going to extend their mandatory work from home until June, 2020. Um, so interesting to see how some of these tech companies are doing it. Uh, of course, Twitter and square still letting employees work from home forever whereas microsoft is we're just making a switch to being more flexible but I, I do like the idea of like you know sometimes you do need to go in and it's been nice working from home and, and not having to commute but i think uh, just being around people who are striving for the same goal you are is it's always good and important um but we'll yeah. see what they do i think like a lot of companies now are making work from home forever an option um it's more uh, more tech companies are doing it than than some of the banks and like old school companies that that still have a lot of the same beliefs that you have. Um, I'm c- pretty clearly on the side of like I think you should be able to work from home forever if you want, but I, I do see the advantage of going in every now and then, getting the team together, and uh, yeah. I don't yeah, know, man. Kind of- With what's going on, we might be uh, ensconced in our domiciles for quite quite a while, so. Right. And I, I agree. Like I'm down to, I'm down to stay at home and work from home. And I think, it, I think it's been proven that it can work really well. And I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, I'm at, at work experiencing troubles or, or anything like that. But like you said, it's just, like I said before, it's just kind of nice to be able to shoot the shit with some of your colleagues sometimes, depending on the type of business you have too. If you're like a, a young, new starting up company, uh, where a lot of training is needed and necessary or hiring students, it's, it's tough to just kind of say like, Hey, just hired you out of, out of university. You're starting your first sales job, sit alone and call all day. That's yeah, uh, sure. kind of brutal. I think so, most people I talk to like are on your side. Like they'd like to go in two days a week type thing, mm-hmm. work from home. The other three, like nice little balance. Uh, I'm just an introvert who hates people. So yeah, I want to stay <laughs> home and work in my underwear. Yeah, but, I think – go, you go. I have uh, nothing. One like kind of further point with the work from home thing is like I was reading like some people worried about if, if people are going to cut pay um, now that they're working from home. They don't have to like commute or that. I think that's such horseshit. I mean – or they're not working as much because they're working from home. 
I, I think that's total horseshit. There should be no pay cuts. Just yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think there'll home. be pay cuts because I think the the companies are going to benefit themselves too from not having to have these massive offices. It does kind of raise the question though: if you're able to work from anywhere, what's like where where are people gonna like? How far from the office can you go? Right? Do you have <laughs> to be within meeting distance, or can I move to my grandpa's place in Greece? Yeah. And work for a Montreal company. And if that's the case, you know, what's what's stopping companies from, you know, not hiring American or Canadian employees and having people all over the world be able to work for them at way, 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 way cheaper wages? Yeah, I mean, I think it also increases your, the talent pool that you can hire from. Like, you don't have to be living in Silicon Valley to work for one of these uh, tech startups you, like as a employer you can broaden your employee search like maybe you find like an amazing employee in let's say greece um, but they don't want to come live here for various reasons maybe their family's still there so i think it could be very advantageous for companies you think it's as a do you think for someone who lives let's say you live in silicon valley right now would you be worried that maybe they're going to go like if you live in Silicon Valley, you're playing up the ass for rent or your house or whatever. Are you worried that maybe Google or Facebook or whoever might say, all right, well, I don't need to pay you, you know, $150,000 a year anymore where someone who pays, you know, 200 bucks in rent, 200 bucks USD in rent a month, I can pay them $35,000 and that's a massive salary to them. Yeah, that's that's why I brought it up. Um, I think a lot of people are worried about that, but to me, it makes no sense. I mean, you mentioned it. If companies can cut down their their headquarters, they don't need these massive, beautiful headquarters like Apple has. Don't get me wrong; it's gorgeous. But I know, like on J.P. Morgan's call, they're building this massive building in New York. It's the second tallest building, other than One World Trade Center, and they're going full ahead of it and. You know, love Jamie Dimon. He's like, you know, this is temporary. Like, it's it's going to all go back to normal. I don't agree with that. Like, I think this is more of a permanent shift than we really realize. And maybe that's a hybrid work environment. But if companies can save costs, there should be no reason to cut employees' salaries unless they're just giving more out to the shareholders or more bonuses out to top execs. I think, like, there, there's really no change to me. Um, in terms of what they're if they're getting their shit done if they're doing their job like there should be no change in compensation yeah i I guess yeah they don't have to pay for company cars and stuff like freaking limos picking up harvey and to go work at the law building it's true Whereas, whereas also company cars are mostly spent for people who need a car to go visit customers and stuff like that i think the miss and again, I, I don't want to be here calling out Jamie Dimon because, like, who the fuck am I? But He's got beautiful um, flow. He does. Um, it's just, I think there's the, the, the major switch. Even if coronavirus isn't a thing come June next year, for example, when some of these companies have their mandatory work from home, I think we've gone through this trial period of, okay, holy fuck, we can work from home. We can make it effective. People love it. Companies like it. Everyone's happy. Why... Like even if even if we find a vaccine, you never get sick again. Why would people like if someone came to me and said like, "Okay, this doesn't exist anymore. You're going back to work full time," I'd be like, "Are you fucking insane? Like I don't need to. Why would I do that?" 
Mm. Yeah. So. I mean, I guess it depends on, on the nature of your job as well. Right. Yeah. I guess only time will tell, my friend. Yeah. One other quick thing I was I was thinking of yesterday, right before we dive into uh, breaking up big tech, was uh, Snapchat just had an awesome, awesome quarter uh, that crushed their estimates. Amazing revenue growth. Um, just really solid numbers. I mean, they're still bleeding money, but it's getting a lot better. Um, daily active users gone way up to smoked estimates. But like we talked all summer about ad companies boycotting Facebook. And of course, like Snapchat went up 30 something percent today. Also, Pinterest shot up, Twitter shot up, Facebook shot up. But I'll be interested to see if Facebook sees that same kind of rebound in their their uh, ad performance versus the other ones. Or if Snapchat, Twitter and Pinterest kind of stole some some ad dollars from Facebook. From you're saying from people who are are going to stand firm on their boy hashtag boy or slash boycott Facebook, you're thinking they might actually not go back. Well, I'm, I I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. Like I'm sure yeah. they're still gonna. It was a small percentage of their overall overall revenue, but it, do we see a bit of softness in their in their growth this quarter compared to the peers? Yeah, it'd be interesting. Or or is Snapchat just monetizing better and growing accordingly, right? So. Yeah, it's very possible. I just think a lot of these companies are aware that their consumers have the shortest term memory and and any consumer in the history of anything. So you could be in the bad spotlight for three months and then four months later, you're you're totally fine. Um, so whereas it might seem bad to advertise with Facebook in January, come June, you're like, yeah, it's fine. I'll advertise with them. No one will even care. No one will even notice. I think uh, I think we tend to be like that, and I think companies know, and I think they'll jump right back in. That's my guess. If I was placing a wager, that's my that's my over under. Yeah, we'll see. They report next week, so we'll, we'll all be waiting for your uh, for your results. Yeah, we'll um, talk about it. Yeah, and I guess now we'll jump right into our. Uh, our big main topic of the week, and it's something that's that we've kind of been talking about for a while, um, but kind of little segments here and there. But it's been in the news for a long time, and I think some people aren't fully well versed on it. I definitely wasn't, um, but you keep seeing Facebook and Google and all these companies going into hearings, and it's picking up some steam. So we figured let's just do a, a nice, uh, a nice overview of of kind of what's going on. Yeah, massive, uh, anti- <clears throat> massive antitrust suit today against. Uh, sorry, this week against Google as well. So mm-hmm. the timing is appropriate. Absolutely, and I think it kind of comes at when you look at the top five companies by market cap in the U.S. Uh, it's Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, Google, Facebook, all all tech companies. Um, if you look at you know some companies that are a little different, like Google. Um, Google and Facebook are, are purely tech companies, Amazon, Apple, they have a bunch of different, uh, verticals that they're working in. So whether it's tech or delivering product or having hardware, um, but they all do have a, a massive, massive, massive tech play. Um, some people have different views on how we should handle this, whether it's, uh, Elizabeth Warren, and we'll, we'll get into that later, wanting to completely dismantle them and break them up. Uh, many people not going so far, but they do want to impose some strict regulations. And even it's not just a Democrat thing. Even Republicans 
picking up ground on that. So I think to start, and feel free to interrupt at any point, but uh, I think the most important thing is, you know, we keep seeing antitrust, antitrust, and, you know, what is that? What is an antitrust law? So if we get the quick definition from Investopedia. Um, Love that site. Yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, I didn't realize I didn't write it down, so i got to pull it up here. But essentially, um, antitrust laws are, are statutes developed by governments to protect consumers from predatory business practices and ensure fair competition. They're applied to a wide range of questionable businesses, business activities, including market allocation, bid rigging, price fixing, and monopolies. Um, so that's kind of like the Investopedia version of it. But essentially, it's a way just to protect consumers from a ginormous a-hole big company. Um, now... Yeah, I mean, the, the skinny is like if, if you have one – if in, in a monopoly – great board game, by the way. In a monopoly, um, if you have one seller, they can pretty much price fix and sell you shit at subpar quality for an elevated price. So, so that's the theory behind it, right? Absolutely. And where it starts to get confusing now for when you talk about these tech companies – those laws, the antitrust laws, are to protect consumers. Um, but at the end of the day, these big tech companies do help consumers, at least at least initially on face level. So it's not like you're having this one company buy up all the, the medications and start to jack up the price of medication. If you look at it, Google has allowed us to search the internet, get free access to information. Amazon has allowed us to get great pricing on great products with great customer service. Um, Apple has produced great uh, phones. Um, you know, App Store is fantastic. So that's where the big issue is, is, well, fuck, this is great for consumers. But is it great in the long run? Um, I think consumer level is like, I don't think that's the big problem to me. I think they're more worried about like small businesses just getting absolutely rolled over by, I mean, especially Amazon, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And that's what it is. But when you look at the general antitrust law, and this is where they're having trouble slapping them down with an actual like win in a suit, is that the antitrust laws are made for consumers, but there's nothing made right now for suppliers. Right, right. Um, so right now this kind of the big push is for an antitrust reform and there's a lot of it going on, but what part of its affect tech and people are kind of pushing for, um, they want to prevent not only mergers that unfairly increase prices, but those that reduce competition. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so that, that I really don't agree with, but go ahead, finish and I'll, I'll give my spiel. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, these are just, this is just what's happening. I'm not. I'm not yeah, yeah, in my I know, opinion. I um, so they want to make sure that regulators can actually really look into mergers that reduce wages, cut jobs, lower quality of products, uh, limit access to services, reduce innovation, and kind of stop entrepreneurs and small businesses from being able to compete. That would be the, the part one. And part two that affects tech would be uh, shifting roles so that the largest, so instead of uh, having to prove, going in and assuming that a merger is fine and then having to prove it's not, 
assuming that the largest mergers are presumed anti-competitive and would be blocked unless the two merging firms could establish the benefits of the deal. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what's being brought up and proposed. Yeah, I think like blocking Amazon from buying a company or Google from buying a company, I, I think anything, any restrictions in, in that, like you got to be really careful with that because that could easily hurt innovation. I mean, look what Amazon did with uh, in the grocery stores. They bought Whole Foods. Now you're seeing the Amazon Go stores roll out. I mean, they're innovating the entire grocery store space. It's slow going, right? And we haven't seen a huge impact on it yet. But we talked about it years ago with cashierless stores. Like you just lift the item up. You don't have to pay. It's just all through a scanner on the phone. Like fucking Kroger wasn't doing that. Albertsons wasn't doing that. Safeway wasn't doing that. So I think a lot of times, I mean, to me, these are some of, not all of them here, but these are some of the most innovative companies in the world. So you got to be very careful with just saying uh, they won't be allowed to like acquire a company or, or something like that. It could very easily hurt innovation, in my honest opinion. Yeah, I think it goes both ways, and that's why it's such a touchy subject. Because yes, it it does, it can hurt innovation in the way that you said. But if you take the, I guess, more pessimistic assumption that these companies are just going to start ruling over suppliers, and you have to buy with them, then they can get lazy and stop innovation. Although, as we look at some of these companies, there's they're still competing. All these companies are competing with each other still, right? For a lot mm. of different things. I think um, like on a, on a higher level, as a company, when you stop innovating, like you stop growing, like your long-term prospects are just way less appealing, I think. So uh, I think, I mean, we could say Apple's not really innovating, but I guess through their services and uh, their wearables, like they, they are sort of growing that division decently, but... Um, like a company like Amazon, who's just con- consistently innovating, I don't think that would ever be a, an issue. And if it is does become an issue, like that will be, signal the mature part, the mature phase of their business, which uh, we all know the five phases uh, of the business, and, and that's not good. Mm-hmm. Now, taking it even a step further, as we talked about before, is our gal Lizzie Warren. Um, now. She takes, I, I would say she's on the extreme side of this. I'm sure there's people out there that are more extreme than her, but um, in terms of people on the news, um, so she says it's unjust that you can use a platform to buy something that that platform company makes. That sounds confusing. So example, you go on Amazon, you shouldn't be able to buy Amazon batteries, right? Because then it's unfair that they're pushing uh, they're they're pushing their own products and they can skew things to make it make them buy your products. So if you would go on Amazon, her preposition is that you can only buy Duracell batteries or whoever the, the competitors are. So a company that would make $25 billion in revenues a year would qualify for this. So it would be the same as no Google reviews, just Yelp and other third parties when you search on Google. Europe already kind of has something similar, I believe, which is why uh, Google's always in trouble over there. They're pumping up their own stuff a lot. Um, but another thing, and I, I was reading this article, and you start to realize that, holy shit, tech has so many ties to uh, the Democrat Party, um, you know, Silicon 
Silicon Valley and, and Democrats are so tied. Um, I know Eric Schmidt, for example, former Google CEO, was a massive fundraiser for Joe or is a massive fundraiser for Joe Biden, stuff like that. So, so much, so much at play here. Um, so I don't even know if a lot of Democrats agree with Liz Warren. Uh, if she's on the warpath on her own, uh, who knows? Yeah. So like, let's focus on Amazon for a sec. Cause they, they're probably the clearest example of this, right? Just copying a hot selling product. Like I remember, I think you put it somewhere in these notes that the story with the diapers right. or whatever, I don't know where that is. Is that down low? Uh, it's a, I don't remember where I put it, but essentially, uh, so it was the, the company was called, uh, Quidzy. And they were selling diapers and soap. Mm-hmm. Um, they were a startup. Amazon tried, Amazon had a meeting with them. They tried to force them to sell to Amazon, not their products, but like the company to sell to Amazon. Um, uh, they wouldn't. Uh, so Amazon went and chopped their prices like crazy to com- compete and ruin them essentially. So they were offering all sorts of discounts on diapers and mommy stuff. Um, after a quick analysis, People realized, or, or Quidzy realized that Amazon would lose about a hundred million dollars over the next three months, which is fucking nothing to them. Um, but in the long run, they'll make that back no problem. It's an easy investment to make. So how do you how do you come out and compete against them? Right, and and that's like that's what a lot of people think. Like Amazon just destroys small businesses. In my opinion, and I know a lot of people disagree with this. If your company is easily destroyable just like that, like you don't have a business, you have a good product, but is if if you don't have like a brand power and your like customer retention power, like it is not a long-term sustainable business. It just isn't. And as the late great Dr. John once said, if I don't do it, somebody else will. Like I've seen it in Canada here, like companies going out of business because a Chinese company just came in and like does the exact same shit for half the price. We see this all the time. Like I'm sure Alibaba would just adopt this and end up crushing Amazon. Like there is, we, we talk about IPOs on this all the time. Um, like we just saw Snowflake go crazy. Like, like it's, it's possible to start a business and not have Amazon uh, just rip it off and destroy you. Like, I don't know. You see a company as a, like, especially a, a company that would belong in the retail space on, on uh, Dragon's Den, Shark Tank. They talk all they talk about is is your brand power, right? You need a strong brand. If if it's just a pro, if it's just a product that you have that anyone else can make, there's nothing there. That's not a business. It's a, like you said, it's a product. Yeah. What are the barriers to entry? This is like basic business plan one hundred one. So, <laughs> five forces bro Porter. porter's five forces it's like exactly. intro to business class first semester um but like i get it like it, it it's nice like the idea of having like a million small businesses and all oh, this guy runs this little business here and there it's nice in a nutshell like europe is a lot like that but it, it's also not like the most efficient way to like get shit so I, I don't know. I, I know my view is a little more ruthless compared to, to the norm, but that's just like kind of what I think. Like business is a dog eat dog world. Yeah. It's not like you can't go get food or a job elsewhere, I guess, is the, uh, the argument. Um, 
I think there's good arguments on, on, on either side, right? And it depends, I guess, where you where you stand. Um, but, you know, as it stands right now, an antitrust, the way the rules are now, you can't, you can't slap down these companies with that because that's not what the rules are. And they're going to have to take a serious look at changing the rules if they want to slap them with anything. Um, another thing that they get, uh, that companies like Amazon and, 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 and Apple and all these guys get, uh, get ripped on for is they quote unquote owning and destroying journalism. Um, although this is, this is nothing new due to tech. Everyone's done this since the beginning of time. Um, it's the way the game is played, unfortunately, but this is not, uh, this is not their fault. Um, and then, uh, one thing to think of is is co- your competition in the foreign markets, right? Like we we just talked about Alibaba a lot. We just talked about Alipay. Um, you know, if you're gonna start in the U.S., making it more difficult for your U.S. based companies to go out and expand expand globally, then are your uh, Chinese and, and other other country competitors going to be taking in that revenue, that global revenue and not bringing it like, don't you want that revenue coming into the US? And don't you want your US companies to have an easy going to expand globally? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just think like, how would they break these up? I mean, we saw this with AT&T in the 80s, and they just reconsolidated and there's still like, it's Verizon, AT&T and T-Mobile Sprint, like, that's it. Canada, there's TELUS, Rogers and Bell, that's it. Like, you just end up getting these duopolies or, or maybe like a small oligopoly. Um, but like, how would you realistically break these up? Like Facebook is pretty simple, right? You'd have Facebook as a separate company, Instagram, WhatsApp, and I guess Oculus and that stuff maybe would be its own. I don't know. I, I guess. And what's, so what does that stop you from doing? Sharing, sharing profits and revenue to pump up other stuff? I mean, does it really, though? Like, who's to say just because they're actually separate companies that's still not Zuck just pulling all the strings? Yeah, like, would you have to limit ownership? Like, let's say say you were to split it. Like, let's use Amazon as an example, right? Let's say you were to split up the retail side of things and AWS, right? And I'd be fine with that. Like, Amazon would be worth more if AWS would be spun off, in my opinion. Like AWS on its own, it'd be a trillion dollar company almost. Right. But let's just so, say AWS separate and Amazon in its own company. And maybe the, like Amazon fulfillment and shipping could be a company as well. And they compete with FedEx and UPS. Right. And then, so let's say you talk about that diaper thing as we did before. Does that I'll, like help them or help? smaller companies in that battle of saying like, okay, well, Amazon's without AWS, without Amazon fulfillment, without like by breaking down the company, is it going to stop or or help the smaller companies so that Amazon doesn't take, isn't able to take these massive hundred million dollar losses without it even being a scratch to bury you and then take over the industry. Mm -hmm. I guess that would be the, the argument, right? But that's there's not a lot of support for for breaking them up. How would you break um, up Google? Like their whole, they're like ninety percent of their money is just made off ads from the right. Google search. Like the other, like what do you mean by Gmail on its own? 
like Google Drive and Gmail be its own and like the other bets section with like Waymo and that? Maps. <laughs> like that would yeah. be a tricky one to break up. Like Apple, how are you gonna are you gonna have the app store as like a separate company? Yeah, I don't like Facebook seems like the the simplest to, to kind of break it up. But yeah, I feel Facebook like if you yeah, I feel like if you just break it up, they're just gonna end up uh reconsolidating Apple, Apple in the also, future. Apple you can break up between tech and hardware. Yeah. But I think it all uh, it all comes down to and again that's the that's I guess the far left side of things. There's not a lot of support with with Elizabeth Warren. I mean there's a good amount that we're enough that we're talking about it, but I think a lot of people are more just on a, a reform of antitrust um, because these companies are only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Um, I don't think the the worry is about today, and it's more possibly about the future. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I feel like I still don't know enough to have a, an opinion about it. Uh, I don't know what they want. I don't know what they're going to do. But that's, a, I guess, your basic brief overview. So you can go out and, you know, I don't want to make your opinions. I want you to go out and form them for yourself. And I just want to give you the the gist of it. You know. Reminds me of the Family Guy episode where the superstore opens and I think it's like Mort's pharmacy is going out of business and Peter's super against it and then he gets like a job there and he's like super happy. And then yeah. he finally comes to his realization at the end that it, that he doesn't like it. I mean, we saw this with Walmart the tank, no? back in the day. I don't remember how, how, it, how, it, how it really ends. I, I think, in my opinion, I, I think... In terms of Amazon, like completely smoking um, small businesses and just copying their products and selling them for for much cheaper, I think there's probably something a, a little too ruthless there that, that can be done, um, a little more regulation in terms of that. But I think just separating them out into different companies and kind of preventing them from making acquisitions that will actually increase innovation and increase jobs I think on the whole, I'm I'm pretty against um, most of the notions. But if they want to break them up, like whatever, I'll I'll own AWS shares and I'll own Amazon shares. Like I don't really mind that too much. Um, but but I think like a lot a lot of the points here would actually hurt the landscape of business. It, it it would help out some smaller businesses, but I think this notion that you can't compete with any of them on a broad scale, it, it's it's a little faulty. Like that's not true. We've seen companies compete and and overtake them. Like, look at a company like Roku. Love our Roku. Um, Amazon has the Fire Stick, man, and, right. and, and Roku is doing just fine. I mean, that that should be an easy one for Amazon to just smoke them on, no? But Roku built a great platform. They have the Roku channel, free fucking movies. Watch Ex Machina on there again the other week. Fucking great movie. It is a great movie. Yeah, Joe Rogan's favorite movie. And, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, on the whole, like I, I get where they're coming from, but I think a lot of the uh, proposed ideas by, by Warren, especially are, are counterintuitive to, uh, business innovation. Yeah. No arguments there. And in terms of like consumers, like. Are you really going to go like, are you really mad that Google has a monopoly on the search engine? Like you can't use Microsoft Bing or, um, 
<laughs> like ask well, that's the thing is they fucking like you ever like like you ever sign up for like a microsoft you're really mad that your your you potato use, peeler came force in. you to use other like like fucking what is it firefox mozilla or what's this fucking microsoft edge microsoft edge is fucking hunk of junk internet explorer like i, yeah. I don't want to use that i don't want to use bing it's a piece of shit platform <laughs> the terrible yeah. name too bing yeah it's Google Chrome all the way yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. So that's all I got to say on that. I have no other no other points to make, no other comments. Yeah, I do too. I mean, if it was really hurting the consumer in an apparent way, and and by the way, we didn't t- talk about the App Store, which we, we've mentioned yeah. before that thirty percent share that they take is pretty aggressive, and a lot of the <laughs> we saw with Epic, um, a lot of providers not liking that, but. Um, I really don't think right now we're seeing like a, a big negative effect on consumers. Like I, I really don't think and, so. And you know what? Like in the in the big war against tech, like are they really the, the villains like of the like are they the villains right now? I like I'm I'm sure everything's not I I know everything's not peachy hunky dory. Depends but how you look at it. Like, you know like two thousand eight wasn't that long ago we talk about banking i know telecoms have some issues pharma for sure so i don't know it's 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 weird i feel like the tech guys are the nice guys but uh, you never know no there there's probably like a few things that do make sense that, that you could um implement but i think the, whole, the plan on the whole is is pretty faulty right Google seems very, very, very confident about uh, not losing this uh, this antitrust this week. Um, so we'll see how it plays out. We'll keep you posted. Yeah, they'll probably just get a four billion dollar fine and move on. Exactly. Do you have anything else you want to add on uh, on the weekly topics? No, not really, man. Uh, yeah, just not a ton of news. Um, bunch of earnings reports coming out so that's exciting and uh maybe give you a little high level rundown next week after most of the big guys have reported and that's about it yeah go eagles fly eagles fly all right well rolling with kramer on this one <laughs> it's true it's true um well i i got nothing much to say so i'll get us out of here um for those of you who um have not talked to spence on facetime lately give him a shout so you can see the sweet uh johnny depp mustache and beard he's got going on (laughs) um but other than that that's it for me so from all of us here at uh, the business boys thanks for tuning in we appreciate it and we'll check you later peace out